Well, I am your host of a pen and a napkin podcast, the weekly coaching clinic that you can carry around with you in your pocket. Welcome to Foundation Friday number 58. And today we're going to talk about individual postseason meetings with your players and just some stuff to think about. I think that it's important that you meet with your players after your season, especially uh, your, your underclassmen, for sure, uh, your kids that are going to be returning. Uh, but I think it's also good to get the perspective of your, your players that are graduating, uh, talk about their experience now that, that they've, you're, they're a little bit removed. Um, they're not coming back for you. Maybe uh, they will be perhaps a little bit more open and honest with you uh, during these meetings. Um, but I think it's really important that you you have a, a sit down with each one of your players within your program at the end of the season uh, just to just to get a, a, some things uh, put out there. And I've got about eleven things here that I wanted to throw out there. And if you have any suggestions, uh, put it out there on the the Twitter side of Pen and a Napkin, and uh, let me know your thoughts on these things. Uh, so. First of all, it's it's really important to try and find a neutral place to talk. Uh, sometimes, you know, kids can be intimidated if you bring them into your classroom. If you're sitting behind the desk, uh, it's it's more of a like an employer employee meeting. Uh, what you want to do is create a good vibe, and and I know that's not always possible, but if you can find something like that, that's a that's a great way to do it. Um, Second thing, and this is <laughs> definitely definitely from experience, uh, mistakes learned along the way, wait until you are done, and I mean completely done with your previous season, i.e. if you have a team dinner or a team banquet of some sort, wait until after that is all done. It, 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 for two reasons. Number one, you have closure on the previous season, and that that season is now completely wrapped up. And the second reason is if you have to talk about some things that maybe some parents uh, don't want to hear about, about their child and their potential playing time, their potential role within your program, um, you don't have to face them at the banquet. And so our, our, our postseason banquet for our program is March 22nd. We will not be doing any of this until after our banquet and, you know, those are a couple of reasons why. Uh, I think it's important uh, when, when you talk about closure to respect the season that you just had to the to your seniors uh, that, hey, we're not moving on until uh, to next season officially until we officially close this season. I think that's just a, a mental hurdle out of respect for your kids that are graduating. I think once you get into the meeting, I think you talk about three big things before you talk about basketball. I think you talk about life in general. I think you ask about how their family life is going. I think you ask about how schools go and how their grades are doing, that type of stuff, before you get into any basketball stuff, uh, just to set that tone there. I think it's important that you you lead with... Uh, a question somewhere along the lines where, you know, how did your season go? Within your eyes, within your viewpoint, how did your season go? Um, you may think that a kid had a miserable experience there, like, Coach, I loved every minute of it. It was great. Or just the opposite. You feel like a kid, you know, you, that you thought they felt really good about it, and they're like, well, you know what? I didn't like it because of this and this and this and this. And so you give them the opportunity to talk first and you hear their opinions first um and, and if they give you the you know fine or good um dig 
Be ready to dig. Okay, what was good about it? What was fine about it? What did you not like about it? So forth and so on. Uh, then you respond where, you know, hey, you know, this is what I thought you did this year. This is uh, this is how the season went in my eyes, uh, how your season went. Uh, here's what I really liked with you, um, so forth and so on. And that leads us into uh, your bright spots. Uh, what are the things? And, and have this prepared. Don't just wing it. Have it prepared. Have a list ready to go with each one of your players. Hey, uh, Joey or or uh, Mary, this is this is what I really liked. I, I thought you rebounded the ball really well, especially in the second half of the season. I really thought that you did this well. Uh, you know, I really liked how you did this. You know, this game. Hey, it was a great. You know, uh, you did a great job, Garden number twenty-two uh, for West High, so forth and so on. And, and you just talk about their bright spots as much as you can. And then you start to to shift into the future. After you've talked about the past, now you start talking about the future. Um, I think that it's important after you point out those those bright spots. I I, I take this from Mike Neighbors, and this is something that I've really looked at um, really hard. I always used to put here's here's three things that you've done well. Here's three things that we want you to work on. I, I am scratching that. Here's three or four things that you've done really well. Here is the one thing. We want you to come back next season better at this. And focus on that one thing that will make them a better player. And then you've got to narrow that down to not only will it make Joey or Mary a better player, but this will help our team. So I have a player in mind on our team next year. Very good athlete, um, you know, is is uh, struggles with uh, the fundamentals uh, at times, uh, that type of thing. Uh, so we want to really emphasize, hey, we, we love your defense. We love this. We love that. Here's the one thing we need you to do within the confines of our structure and our offensive system. And, and that one thing will be for this player, we need you to just be able to catch and shoot from 15 to 17 feet consistently. If you can do that, because smart teams are going to guard this kid this way, this team, this, you know, this player this way, we need you to do this. And if you do this, then you're going to be better and our team is going to be better. And I think that's the way that you put it to them. So give them one thing. Don't give them a laundry list of two, three, four, because all they're going to focus on is that one thing. You can praise them all you want, but as Bob Knight used to say, uh, negative is to positive as four is to one. And and that's just the way the human mind works. We need to turn that around, and, and the, the great coaches try to turn that around. Positive is to negative as four is to one. So give them one thing to make to, to focus on and to have them work on in their open gyms, in their workouts to make them better for next season. Then I think you ask, after you go through all that stuff, okay, hey, where do you see yourself at next year? I think it's an important question that you ask. Where do you see yourself out? Do you, do you see yourself on varsity? Do you see yourself on JV, uh, starter, uh, coming off the bench, uh, doing this, doing that? And then I think you have a really... Uh, open and honest give and take with your players. Um, well, okay, you may see yourself as a varsity starter. I see you as a JV starter um, right now. Now, that's here in the springtime. Let's just pick a random April 1st. Uh, you know, at April 1st, this is where I see you at. However, you have April, May, June, July, August, September, October to change my mind. 
Okay, so if you are in that situation, and you probably will have uh, one, if not more, player as you have these individual meetings where they have higher expectations or they see themselves in a much different light than you see them. And this is something I got from Dick Jungers out of Newell Fonda. Hey, if you believe that there is somebody that is ahead of you, if you feel like it's between me and, and this person for playing time, then you need to visualize when I'm playing, how am I going to beat this person out for those minutes? And, you know, you'd be really an open, honest, you know, hey, I'm going to play whoever deserves it. Right now, in on, on April 1st, I see, uh, you know, Pete ahead of you, Joe. Um, or you, yeah, maybe you don't use Pete's name, but, you know, hey, I see one or two kids that are ahead of you right now. And they're going to figure it out. They know who you're talking about. But I see, I see one or two players ahead of you. But... If you, if you think that's who you need to go after, if, it, if that's that's who's taking your minutes right now, and if you think you deserve those minutes, then go after those minutes as, as as hard as you possibly can, and visualize that as you're working out, as you're, uh, you know, as you're in open gyms, as we're in team camps, as we're doing this, so forth and so on. That's who you need to visualize that you're going after, and and you make it a competitive situation. You want to have a healthy competition. Now, if Joe ends up playing more than Pete you got to emphasize that, that this is what's best for the team. If Pete ends up playing more than Joe, that's up to you to handle and 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 keep the team focused on what is good for the team as you move forward. And then the last thing here on individual meetings, you tell your players, hey, we're going to have our team schedule out as soon as possible. And try to give yourself a, a date. Uh, I always try to have it done right around tax time, around April 15th. Um, it's a, it's a simple date. Everybody understands the date. Um, parents understand the date. I think it's important that you get your team schedule out, um, as soon as possible for a variety of reasons. Number one, as more kids play AAU, they want to balance their AAU seasons with their high school seasons. And you want to respect that, uh, two for families and family time, uh, family structure, you, you know, moms and dads, Hey, from from this point on, the rest of the summer, we're not doing anything with with West High uh, and and our and our off season development. So here's here's the four to six weeks to take your family vacations and have it un uh, unencumbered by you 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 know you're you're fearing missing out something so forth and so on. I, I think that you know it, it's just respectful for everybody so that they can they can plan those calendars. And some people are not like that. Some people don't mind planning stuff a week or two in advance or a few days in advance. I've always erred on the side of caution, out of respect for my families, out of respect for my players, to get that information to them as soon as possible so that we can uh, respect their time, respect their wishes, and and put that in place. So just some thoughts on individual meetings with your players in the postseason, uh, after your season is over. Uh, just, again, some, some tips that I've gone through, some things that I've learned. Uh, again, uh, some of those things through failures and screwing up individual player meetings. Um, that's definitely happened. And uh, But I do think it's important that you do sit down with all of your players. Don't sit down. The worst thing you can do, and, I, and I'll end with this, and, and this comes uh, from a point of passion, not only as a coach, but as a parent, uh, because one of my kids uh, went through this situation. Don't sit down with just your four, five, eight returning varsity players or the players you envision being on varsity. You have to do it all or nothing. Uh, if you're not going to meet with any kids formally, don't meet with any of them then, okay? But if you're going to meet with one, if you're going to meet with one, 
in this type of situation, and this is what you're outlining, you have to meet with all of them. Because then the other kids see that as, ah, okay, this is where I rank. You're not meeting with me, but you're meeting with those 7, 8, 10 kids, and, and you have 30 kids in your program. You have just now immediately cut off, and you have made those kids feel so unimportant within your program. And you can get away with that for a little while. But I honestly believe that for the long-term success and good of your program, that is something that is just going to absolutely kill you. So, coaches, uh, if you like what you hear today, like, rate, review, give us five stars, forward this out to anybody that might be interested in it. Uh, follow us on Twitter, a pen and a napkin. Uh, we try to put out daily coaching tidbits on the uh, Twitter site. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or ideas, email me at a pen and a napkin at gmail.com. Coaches, as always, let's pray for peace, let's stay safe, and let's be sure to hone our craft one day at a time.